0: This is the Jam Pod Gigsters, a Money for Jam podcast, examining the impacts and trends around the gig economy and how it matters to your business today. We may all be tired of hearing about COVID-19 and the impact it's had on a global scale, but the fact of the matter is, it is still continuing to have a seismic effect on how businesses are operating. The work still needs to be done, sales still need to happen, opportunities still need to be pursued, and service issues still need to be resolved. I'm Angela McCann, and in today's podcast, we're going to be looking at customer relationship management solutions and how businesses that have leveraged off of them have managed to remain top of mind with their clients during the pandemic. So stay tuned. Joining me today via telephone is Bridget Ward, who is the sales manager for Advanced um, And for those who don't know what Advanced is, there are... A business solution organization and are leaders when it comes to CRM software solutions. Hi, Bridget. Thank you so much for joining me today and making the time. Thanks so much, Angela. Looking forward to it. My goodness, Bridget, you've been with AdvancedNet for almost 20 years. I know. I know. That's
1: incredible
0: in this day and age. I know. I don't know what it says. Does it
1: say good things about the company? <laughs> and, and, and possibly not so good things about me. Um, but I've loved working there. I, you know, every day is different. Every customer, it's like when people say, what do you do? I work in IT and I don't. I work in everyone else's businesses because with CRM specifically, you've got to understand what the client's needs are. What is it that they do? What makes them different? What makes them tick? You know, so it's right. been an interesting journey and they've looked after me.
0: So, today we are speaking all around customer relationship management, um, commonly known as CRM. Um, and you are the sales manager for AdvancedNet. How has the pandemic affected AdvancedNet over the past couple of months? Wow. <clears throat>
1: so, that's a big question. Um, I think that's, that's the overriding um, answer is, is that it. although we're a technology company, and I believe that we were very technology-focused, It certainly propelled us properly into the digital age, and I think that that's a common theme that we've had with a lot of our customers. Um, Our business is divided into two very distinct areas. One is software applications, and the other is our hardware infrastructure distribution side. So during Level 5 lockdown, we really battled from a distribution perspective. Um, The only people we could sell to were essential services, Um, But from a software applications perspective, we were able to continue as normal. Um, Our IT team got us up and running very quickly from a virtual perspective, able to um, support our customers remotely. um, And we've even done a number of implementations. So scoping all the way through to user acceptance, testing, training, uh, hand-holding, go-live. So it's been really interesting
0: um, but like I said, it has propelled us properly into the digital age, which is quite exciting. That is exciting. I mean, you were chatting now about um about your customers and, and about you still still being able to service them. What have you noticed in terms of, of their needs for CRM? I mean, have they changed? Have they increased during this time? Um, yeah, so so an interesting question. I think that um one
1: of the, the things that was very apparent is that uh, if you play lip service to CRM, it's actually not going to add a huge amount of value. We always talk about CRM being strategic to an organization, but it needs to be fed. Um, and so that information inside of that database is critical to the workings of any organization. I think that this pandemic showed a lot of organizations that maybe they hadn't been given been giving CRM the, the right amount of time um, and, and effort in terms of profiling customers. But those customers who did have that information was using it from a marketing perspective. So I think that marketing had a lot of pressure on them during, during particularly lo- uh, level five lockdown. Um, how do we create brand awareness? How do we keep our name top of mind? And to do that, you need a database. You need to be able to campaign to those people. So I would say that, um, the the, the, um, CRM needs have definitely increased but probably not changed maybe it's just been articulated better to customers
0: right do you find that with remote working that CRM is one of the tools that can help companies right now
1: Absolutely. Uh, We were on a a sales webinar in the very early stages of lockdown, and one of the questions somebody had was, but what happens if I don't have the customer's cell phone number? What happens if I don't have the customer's email address? Um, And because everybody is remote working, it, it made it difficult to make personal contact with some of these individuals, so I think that it is critical to have that database of information um, and and have personal relationships and keep those personal relationships going during this time.
0: Because also there's been a lot of um, a lot of discussions around you know how businesses are going to recover um, from obviously this economic shutdown that we've all been forced into. Does does CRM or having a system in place have any contribution towards the recovery of a business in a faster, more agile way, or does it slow things down? Yeah. So, so we actually have a, we have a saying, um, that CRM is a weapon. It's
1: not just a tool. Um, (laughs) And so if you, if you don't have CRM in your arsenal, um, you're going to war against your competitors um, on the weak-handed side. Um, and we honestly believe that that is the case, is that CRM is that critical to an organization. Um, I think that the, the one area that is quite difficult is that um, if you don't feed that database with information, then you don't get the output. So you do need to work the system, but it needs to be from a top down, bottom up approach. And by that, I mean, management need to buy into it. They need to be KPIs and goals. Mm -hmm. But it needs to work for the salesperson, for the service-related person, for the marketing person who's working it. It can't just be an um, admin-intense database. It it has to be something that's adding value on a daily basis. Um, An example is is that in our database, we don't just keep track of our customers and our prospects. We keep track of our our competitors' customers um, so that – we can call on them at the right times and, and make sure that if they're ever unhappy with the service that they're getting, that, mm-hmm. that they know that we're an alternative. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you don't just gather overnight. That That's years of information that you've got to um, nurture. And I think that the benefit of having a mature CRM system in a time like a pandemic such as COVID and coming out of that, is that you've already got your prospecting information. And theoretically during COVID and lockdown, you should have been nurturing those leads and those, those relationships because people weren't buying, certainly not during level five, and there was so much uncertainty, but that was the time to nurture relationships. But if you don't know who those relationships are with, or you don't have a 360-degree view of the customer, it makes it really difficult to actually get that relationship building going.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, does that is that is that something that AdvancedNet does for their clients, or is that part of your solution portfolio that allows your clients to to maintain a competitor database? let's call it lack of a better yeah. word, um, from from that aspect. I mean, like, who's, whose responsibility is it? So, great question. Um,
1: I think that's um, – w- so, we actually um, talk about CRM being a strategy, not a piece of software. So, there's yeah. quite a few good pieces of software in the market, um, and you could implement any one of those big names – um, but if you don't link it to the strategy of your organization, so what is important to you, what are your goals, what are your KPIs, what are your expectations for your sales team, as an example, Um then it's, you're just going to be paying lip service to it. It's going to be a burden to implement. It's going to be an, a, a burden to use for the salespeople. Um, so what we do um, when we implement a CRM system in, in an organization is we bring the intellectual property that we've learned over the years. And we would advise customers. There is a competitor's entity inside of um, all of the CRM systems that I've worked with, but it's typically based around opportunities that you're working in. So who is who is the competition in a particular deal? What very few CRM systems do natively is to actually track your competitors' contracts. But you can load contracts. What's stopping you from loading a contract that belongs to a competitor and not yours? It also means that if the salesperson who's got that little piece of information in their head or on a little piece of paper leaves your organization, That information is in the CRM system for the next account manager or sales representative to pick up and run with. So you're not losing those little gold nuggets that are collected over a period of time. Um, The other thing that I always like to say is that CRM is like a puzzle with all these different puzzle pieces. You know, once you've got five puzzle pieces out of a hundred piece puzzle, you can't see what the picture is. But the more pieces you collect of that puzzle, the clearer the picture becomes. And that's what a CRM system is. And, and it's it's multiple people working in the system, um, adding and collaborating on data over a long period of time.
0: But it's not just sales and marketing type stuff that AdvancedNet has solutions for. I mean, I mean wouldn't finance also have, have a need for a CRM system? 100%. So, you know, we, um, our, all of our um, accounts
1: team work on CRM. Um, the, the, one of the, the critical areas for us is relationship building between accounts departments. So all of the notes that the accounts team put into the CRM system around money outstanding, when invoices are going to be paid, et cetera, are then not kept just within the finance department, but now creates visibility and transparency across the organization. Our experience is as soon as our accounts department starts fighting with our customers' accounts department department about an invoice outstanding, the relationship starts to sour, and there might be a very good reason why that invoice wasn't paid, or they may not understand what that invoice was for. So, our sales team needs to then get involved and understand what the client's issues are with paying that invoice and manage it from a relationship perspective. So, that's one area. Um, we also have an integration in our CRM system, and a lot of our customers that we've implemented, we actually pull through all of the outstanding um, debtors. So, um, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, the age analysis. So, we're giving um, The rest of the organization of you into the finance team without needing a license for the financial system. So it's very much that 360 degree view of the customer as opposed to a silo or a slice of the customer.
0: So what you are describing right now, Bridget, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds as if you need to be part of a really big organization to invest in a CRM software system am i correct or not at all not at all i think
1: that's um you know what we find is that the the, the really large organizations um find it really difficult to implement crm strategically because they 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 such a big ship to turn um and so So we often find that the really large organizations almost have a thinner veneer of CRM. The smaller organizations are much more um, entrepreneurial, um, have the ability to move quickly, and implementing a strategic CRM system doesn't have to cost a huge amount of money. Um, Mm. you You can implement quite a few Um, really good pieces of functionality that don't cost the earth. And a a couple of examples, If, if, if you think of your house and you've got a front door, if you didn't have a doorbell, you would need to constantly go and look to see if somebody was there at the door. And we like to use that analogy with the CRM system. If you don't have your CRM system creating those triggers, those doorbells to alert you that something has changed, you've got to go into the database and have a look. So CRM is also not a destination, it's a journey. So you don't have to do it in one go. Um, Maybe the first phase for a smaller organization is the foundational layer. I need my data. I need to understand who my customers are and I need to be able to profile them so that I can start marketing to them in the correct way. Phase two might be, now we need to grow it, we need to get the sales team on board, we need to get them to start quoting and we need understanding of our pipeline and our forecasting. And once we've got that up and running, maybe we've got a services team and we need to be logging support calls and jobs and cases and projects and understanding that side of the business. And so you evolve into this as opposed to it being one big bang pushdown of a solution.
0: And I think you've just, you know, you mentioned something now about, about actually profiling clients, having that ability with regards to the software. Right. And I mean, before we, we started this podcast, we were having a chat about how over the past few months during lockdown ourselves, Money for Jam, we've, we've been kind of in the process of building up a pipeline um, because obviously business wasn't as normal. And part of that pipeline, I would assume having that ability to profile those clients that you're building the pipeline up for would be a massive benefit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you don't want to rework the information. You know, so once no. you've done it once and you've got it in an Excel spreadsheet, you know, that's a, that's a point in time. That's data at a point in time. Then the next time you run that campaign or you, you're collecting more information, who gets that information? Who updates that information? And, and how do you make that information dynamic and available to multiple people? You also don't want these pipelines that individuals are using and then they leave and they take that with them because that's really not their data. That is the companies, That's InfoJam's data. Um. So how do you make it InfoJam's Um
0: data that they own. So, which I completely agree with 100% with regards to that. I mean, this is the IP that has been driven within the organization, so you want to keep it within the organization without having to redo all the work. Yes. Um, what are some of the other benefits that that either large organizations or small organizations um, can can realize when implementing a CRM? Right now, especially over this time, you know, especially over the COVID-19 era. I think that what
1: we're finding um, a lot is that collaboration. So because you are working remotely, being able to collaborate um, using CRM as that platform, possibly integrated with something like Teams and being able to have that information in one place has been huge, um, um, just being having visibility. When last was that customer called? Are we neglecting our customers? Have all of our customers had a phone call during this time? Have they had an email? When last were they contacted? Um, you know, that kind of information has been huge. And again, it leads all back to that relationship building. Um, but we see the, the role of CRM evolving further with the integration, the likes of social media, um, Um, The team's collaboration or or any of the virtual space, virtual meeting spaces, um, integrations, um, LinkedIn, all of that kind of information is just so critical. Uh, We've tried to keep a a company policy of cameras on. um, it's it's not always easy because not all organizations have got a cameras on policy. So sometimes you land up just looking at yourself, which is quite frustrating. But then some of the social platforms are quite important to understand who are you speaking to? What age demographic are you speaking to? We actually take a photograph and put it into our database that we not only when we're looking at LinkedIn, we've got the picture of what they look like while we're looking at their profile inside of CRM. So I think that's um From a relationship perspective during some during a pandemic like this, where you actually can't do much selling um, because there's so much uncertainty, unless you're in one of those sectors that that boomed during that time, like your PPE. um, uh, Safety equipment that kind of thing, it was all about building relationships. Um, And understanding the profile of the organization, what segment they're in, who belongs to who, what are the politics of the players within the organization, absolutely critical to building, maintaining and
0: and keeping those customers going. But on the flip side of that, I'm sure that you've dealt with customers that have have looked into having a CRM system, right? Um, But then have decided, nah, they're not going to go for it. Yeah. Why would a company not want to implement a CRM system?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it be, we find it quite difficult to understand why. Um, but I think that sometimes it is a lot of work. Um, again, we don't really want to be implementing a CRM system that is out of the box because it's not it's going to be like a database that an Excel spreadsheet, as an example, you know, doesn't have your strategic goals and what it is that you want uh, CRM to do for you. You know, CRM is the technology stack that should be underpinning your strategy. And I think a lot of the time organizations haven't really understood what the strategy pieces and what their expectations for CRM are. Um, and the other thing is, is that CRM. A lot of people, when they start investigating it, think of it customer relationship management, and it is so much more than that. Um, it's almost um, a tainted name in some in some respects. I think a lot of organisations have tried to implement CRM, and it's mm. and it hasn't been successful. Um, but also, just having it as customer relationships, we believe it should be all relationships. So, how do you manage your partners, your suppliers, your vendors? Um, your employee relationships, and all of that should be in that one database um, as a as a management uh, tool, um, and it lands up becoming a business management application. As opposed to the customer. Yes, yeah. so obviously and the customer is the focus, but you can't just have the view of the customer without the other elements. Otherwise, you're creating another silo within your organization.
0: And I suppose you also just don't get that full picture. You don't You don't get that whole view or that 360 view that you were talking about earlier. Oh, correct. And
1: transparency is key, particularly working remotely. Yes. You know, in the office, it's so easy just to shout across when you hear somebody talking, you say, hey, don't forget this X, Y and Z. Um, now we're all working in our own home spaces. How do you create that transparency and visibility? Um. But it is a culture, you know, it it, it doesn't just happen overnight. And I think that that's another reason why CRM implementation should be implemented in phases. Don't make it too big, because not only are you changing the system within the organization, but there's a a culture change. And how do you do this? How do you sell this to the sales team that they are no longer in charge of their Excel spreadsheet? Now that data is going into a database that the company owns. So in order to get them to want to do that, what are the benefits? What are the efficiency gains? What's the system going to do for them? You know, is the system going to remind them when a quote is about to expire, when a contract's about to be renewed, when a competitor's contract's about to be renewed? What are the things that are going to add value to the salesperson? And the same goes for marketing and service. You know, so I right. always talk about the salesperson. And I guess because I'm in sales, it's always easiest to to talk there. But it is often... Uh, an area that organizations start with is to say, let's get the sales area buttoned down and then we can roll this out into the other areas of the business.
0: Is there a problem that arises when, when it comes to implementing this? Because sales generally are not the decision makers when it comes, when it comes to the, the company um, adopting a new system or a new software solution. Um, and you were talking about culture. So, so it's easy to sell the, the decision maker on the benefits, right? But often yeah. sales isn't included in that process. So do, do companies like yourselves have, have a role to play in, in the actual integration of it and speaking with the sales teams or is that left up to the organization themselves? No,
1: so we definitely give advice along the way. We certainly not change management specialists. And we do actually work with a number of organizations that if, if we feel um, is, is needed, we'd actually do um, introductions if we felt that it was, is, was critical to the success okay. of the project. Um, but what we what we often advise is that early on in the process is to start including the sales team, if it is a sales-focused implementation. Understand what what is going to make the salesperson's life easier. And I think that, like I said earlier, you've got the top-down, bottom-up approach. Understand what management want out of the system. And that's typically their dashboards, their KPIs, their reporting. Where are we? What is the pipeline looking like, which customers haven't been visited, where are we at risk? You know, that so that's the, the high level. And, and we then need to understand how do we provide that. So what is the input going to be? But then we understand from the sales team early on how do how are we going to make your life easier? And we often say to customers, don't just include your easy salespeople. Maybe include those people who you know have been difficult in the past because if they can be part of the process to building the system, it's then their system, not just management system, and the adoption of the system will be that much better. Um, We often say that there's a bit of a, um, a carrot and stick approach though, is that you dangle the carrot because that's the benefit, but the stick has to be in place to say, these are the goals and the KPIs, and this is our expectation of you in terms of what we want you to do with the CRM system.
0: Yes. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Bridget, what tips would you give to organisations that are looking at integrating a new CRM platform?
1: I think um, I think you do need to look at the implementation partner. Um, if they are selling you a piece of software, run for the hills because it's not a piece of software; it's a strategy. Um, maybe ask them whether they use CRM themselves because. It's very difficult to understand implementing a strategic CRM system if you don't actually use one yourself, so that would be important. Um, Getting the sales team or the services team or the marketing team on board fairly early on, understanding what's going to make their life different, and then understanding what the strategy of the organisation is and spend a lot of time in the scoping process. Because if you can get that right, your implementation of the system will be Um, effective, it will work for you. Um, And then lastly, keep your chunks of development fairly small. So if you're going to roll out, decide what your first um, goal is, implement it, realize the gains, move on to the next. And in that way, you're changing the culture of the, the users and the organization slowly as opposed to trying to change it overnight.
0: So you mentioned now like a red flag, right? If if a company is looking into various different companies to implement a platform, you yeah. mentioned that one of the red flags is if they're trying to sell you a pay, like like a piece of um, software run yeah. for the hills, it's more of a strategy. Yeah. What are the key things that organizations should keep in mind when they are comparing different um, platforms? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think that
1: there are, um, we actually did a, a developed a presentation at one stage that sort of had a continuum of CRM systems and we had CRM systems on the left, which were very basic, almost more contact management. Um, and then on the right, you would have your almost your operational CRM where we're talking, you know, 360 degree view with the intention to scale the CRM solution, not necessarily do it overnight, but but take it in that direction. Um, and that the, the, the two are very different. So I think that if you're looking at the the, the left hand side, you're often looking at CRM systems that are add-on modules to a financial system. So the financial system has something called a CRM module. That's often contact management. It, it's It's okay. not this operational CRM and you need to evaluate um, in your organization, where are you on that continuum where should you be um if you are an order taker let's say you've got a rep and you're lucky enough that your your product sells itself and an example could be that you've got um um a protection of a product and only you can sell that product um a monopoly uh, a government organization, you don't need to be strategic in the way that you sell your solutions. So maybe something on the left-hand side is going to be good enough for you. Um, if we take Eskim, they don't have to make us feel good about paying our electricity. If we don't pay our electricity, we don't get that service. You know, so right. it does it does sort of move into that if you're an entrepreneurial organization or you're an organization aiming to take market share and be the best in your organization you're definitely leading towards that type of crm platform that's going to give you scalability and an operational implemented crm system as opposed to contact management
0: right so to end off this podcast Um, we were chatting earlier and I mean you've been in this industry for almost 20 years so you've obviously seen how how this industry has changed over the years how do you see the role of CRM evolving with the new work or the future of work should I say
1: so I think that um um so before I move on to the future of work I think the biggest thing that has um been highlighted over the years is that certainly in the early years of implementing and selling CRM, CRM was seen as a big brother. Absolutely. People hated it. It was a swear word in organizations. Um, today, most of our leads come from people who worked with a CRM system that we supported, at a previous organization, moved to a new organization who don't have CRM in place and said, guys, you've got to implement a CRM system. I can't do my job without a CRM system and being in place. Why don't you give advanced Net a call? And that's how majority of our leads actually come into our organization today. Mm-hmm. So that's been a massive, massive change, which is fantastic because CRM shouldn't be a big brother. It should be something that's adding value to a, um, a salesperson's role. Um, in terms of where CRM is going, I think it's just going to become more connected. It's going to become easier to use. It's going to become more connected with your social platforms. It's um, it's going to be more digital um, integrations with. Things like DocuSign are already available today. So if you're wanting to get a a contract signed, you don't need to go out of your CRM system, go into another platform, get it signed off, wait for that document to come back in. Um, What it does now, it sends the contract out for signing. As soon as it's signed, it comes back in and it actually changes the status of the contract inside of CRM to activate it as an example. So this digital age that we're talking about is becoming this digital transformation. And I think that that COVID um, has propelled us into this even more than we would have been had COVID not taken place. So certainly not um, um, saying that COVID was a good thing, uh, but it certainly pushed the digital age forward a lot more because we need it. We need things to be digital. We need things to be more more effective and we need to be able to work remotely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, those are just, uh, you just cannot find any truer words right now. Bridget, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I had honestly, I had no idea that CRM was just so, So integrated and so advanced and there was just so many aspects to it Um, and I've certainly learned a lot. So thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Angela, for inviting me on your show. As businesses slowly work their way back from the COVID-19 pandemic, they're expecting long-term changes in how they conduct business. Um, And this is exactly where a CRM solution can play a significant role. It's not just a piece of software. It's a fundamental business tool within a digital transformation strategy. As we've heard in this podcast today, it's important to note that there are also many development options that can be added to a CRM solution to enhance different business processes. So if you weren't utilizing your CRM to its full potential before, there is no better time than to start right now. I'm Angela McCann, And thank you for listening to The Jam Podgexters, the home of everything gig.